The whole idea for me about fitness and just being healthier is that you build connection with your body. People don't pay attention is that stress, it's not just a physical exercise. And it's important to understand recovery is everything. Recovery is sleep, how much we sleep, how long we sleep, what quality of sleep we have. Nutrition. It's the nutrition, it's the food that we put in, and it's relaxation. And that relaxation, which you said about meditation, is actually having flexible nervous system. So it's a nervous system that can spike up, so go into that flight or fight mode, run, be really stressed, but then being able to calm down and come to completely relaxed state. If you really feel that you need rest, you need rest. And consistency is a key, but you need to know how far you push yourself through. It's about listening to your body and not just to someone next to you. It's important to listen to what you feel, how you feel. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. Book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better. Live better. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. On today's show, I have a coach and a trainer. She's somebody who works with individuals who want to improve their wellness, their health, their lifestyle. She combines health and fitness and mindset coaching. And she believes that a life should be lived with purpose and happiness. And a healthy body and mind is the key to achieving that. Fitness and health coach, certified... IIN health coach, personal trainer, calisthenics expert, mobility specialist, and somebody who loves handstands. Marina, thank you so much for joining us today on Talk Wellness. Thank you so much, Anjan. I, I actually want to get first right into handstands. Wow. I've seen those photographs of yours on Instagram, and you also do handstands workshops. That's just incredible. Thank you so much. Did you always love being inverted? <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. So it has taken me a long journey, and I actually love telling about it. Um, my whole fitness journey was pretty magical, I would say. Um, I was going through a divorce at that moment and I was searching for something that kind of, I would say, I was, I was searching for my fix, you know, in a way. I was reinventing myself. And I got into calisthenics and I absolutely loved it. And by luck, I was invited to actually work in a gym because they saw my skills and they were like, oh, you were actually really good. We can help you. Wow. We can train you because at that moment, there were not so many female trainers. It was only quite few. You could just like name them on fingers. You know, we are such a young country in here where fitness just started to boom very recently and they uh, wanted to give me a chance. They would have trained me and only one thing that I couldn't do at that time. I wasn't able to do handstands and I've never I actually tried it but I didn't know how to hold how it. long ago was this that was when I was 26 and now okay. now I'm so two, two years ago no <laughs> <laughs> I wish <laughs> that was almost eight years ago now and 
when I came, it was so the coach who was before me, she just left and she was amazing in handstands. So she was just like a handstand queen. Do you want to give her a shout out? Uh, it was Megan. So she, I think she just moved out of UAE and uh, absolutely, she was my inspiration in many ways. And after I came, a lot of students were comparing me to her in many ways because I'm just the next one, that coach. Wow. And they all were like, oh, so you can do handstand too. And that was the most embarrassing moment because I couldn't. So I just had to be like, yeah. G- give, me, give me a few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the whole pressure. And honestly, it was a journey of fails and fails and fails because I didn't have any background. I was not a gymnast. I was not a crossfitter. I just started calisthenics relatively recently at that moment. And I had to learn. It was that fail, you know, when you come, when you realize that you're not good in something and you're actually failing, but that becomes your success. That's, That's right. like my success story. That's nice. <laughs> so I was falling for half a year, probably just falling and falling and fall. I, I literally thought I'm never going to be able to make it. I was like, That's it. I just should give up and tell all students I'm, I can't. <laughs> so there's two lessons we learned from there. One, persistence is key. Yes. And two, that fitness is all about reinventing yourself. It is. And this is something you really believe in. Let's talk about that. Yes, definitely. For me, fitness is reinventing um, myself and my students because it helps in many levels. But what's more important, and that's what like for me is the topic today, is to avoid f- toxic fitness trends. That's right. And actually focus on healthy ones. But definitely fitness can change your ability. For example, if you have a family and you have kids, and just getting better in your physical health can help you be a better father, a better grandfather. And you can show because, you know, they always say, don't tell your kids, show them, show them by your example. And I think especially having a culture of families, especially in this country, it's it's so important to understand that we as adults, we give example for future generations. Very true. It's not just in this country. I think all around the world, the children look and they learn more than what you tell them. It's their Definitely. observation power. That's how children learn. And this fitness being something that's a journey of rediscovering yourself. You've done this again and again and again. Yes. You rediscovered yourself so many times, <laughs> including yoga and health coaching. Yes. Let's talk about all that. Um, I think every step was important and every step gave me something. So at first, it was mainly just trying what else can I do it's like what am I what my body can do because for so many years I was not into fitness I had my own life my own job so it was like can I be someone else can I be different can I be can I feel better and then at the other stage when I started to work in a gym it was more about having fun to be honest and that's why I love calisthenics and handstands and even mobility because it's not so serious I know that a lot of people come to fitness because they want to look better. That's right. But looks are very um, deceiving because who decides how do you look? Or who decides what's good or bad? Yes. And we have a lot of trends. They keep on changing the whole time. So today it's curvy women that are beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) It's bigger legs. It's bigger hips. While if you look at before, it was all about being skinny, being as skinny as possible. But it's important to understand we have our bodies, are our bodies. We cannot afford this trance to dictate it. And that's why I love calisthenics and mobility and handstands, because it's not just about how you look. It's about what you can do. 
And Very it's, true. it's magical because you actually have a milestone. You're like, I can do it now. And those skills require not just, it's not just, oh, you just go and you just do something and you get better. No, you actually have to connect your mind to your body. It's all about being able to feel literally every single muscle that you need to activate at that moment. And this is beautiful because this aligns with the yogic idea of fitness. Yes. <clears throat> Now in the yogic system, like as, as a joke, I say yogis don't run. Yeah. unless we have to catch somebody or somebody's chasing <laughs> us right so yes. the joke behind that is that of course we don't do anything unless we want to but the serious fact in that is if we do something it has an intention or a purpose behind yes. it something we call sankalpa yes. so for example if i just went to do deadlifts without having a purpose i probably would fail but if my intention was to be able to carry big boxes in real life yes. and then i was training my lower back and my yes. you know core and my glutes to be able to do a deadlift because i want to carry big boxes yes. then i'd be successful so what yes. you're saying aligns with the fact that if you have a purpose for any workout that you're yes. doing your chances of succeeding in that so much higher it's so much higher so much higher so handstand is for example it's a really difficult skill and a lot of people really cannot make it but i find another thing for them is that because they cannot really focus on it mm. they cannot focus their mind on being fully present at that moment with their bodies and how do you help them do that then it's step by step it's just really trying to help them to to feel first of all we build connection with the physical body that's right we just do small exercises we unusual exercises get them comfortable falling on the floor get them comfortable falling on the floor get them at the simpler positions because sometimes people want to jump straight into the hardest option possible yeah handstand pushups straight away <laughs> <laughs> but it's coming back to the point of like okay let's break it down let's go at a slow pace and i'm all about going slower but you go further because and it's everything in life i don't believe it's just about um skills it's everything take your time enjoy the process because sometimes people are so obsessed with the end goal i want to have a handstand right now right away it doesn't happen like that it takes time why i love today's topic that you've chosen on how to avoid toxic fitness trends is because i see that even today young girls and young boys they are terribly affected by what they see in magazines and pop culture and movies and they end up deciding what their body shape should be based on those influences yes. and is this what you would call toxic fitness trends yes definitely so i think one of them first one for me is looks it's when people come to fitness and they just want to reach certain look and don't get me wrong i'm 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 seeing that of course there's fitness competitions or bikini competitions that's where right. actually yes that's the main goal that's fine but it's important to understand of and that's what health coaching is all about it's important to understand why so people come oh i want to lose weight okay that's amazing but the problem is i'm and i'm as a coach i'm all about people getting more active so do you ask them why yes of course beautiful yeah And so I'm all about you being more active but I want you to understand of why do you want to be skinnier or why do you want to get certain shape because the most common concern that people anyone my customers come to me is by the shape in the beginning and asking why will dictate your road map to to the point where you want to get because why can be so wide like dancer can be anything that's right and it's much easier honestly much easier to work with people if you come to me and you say you know why i want to be i have kids i want to play with them hmm that's a very strong why then exactly because then i know you're going to commit to it 
And not only that, I know your lifestyle will support your goals. Yes. Because, and why is it uh, toxic? Because, okay, let's say, okay, I'll give you a roadmap. You're going to lose weight. The thing is not just into getting the result. How can you sustain it? How can you maintain that? Like, because even competitions, they don't maintain the same weight. They get it to that point. Take the photographs, do the competition. That's done. That's it. And then be a belly. <laughs> and back. <laughs> but it's, it's really important to understand that we don't want just the end goal. We want to have a happy way to the goal and maintaining that goal and let that goal be a step before we set another goal and achieve another goal. And understanding this why is extremely important for anything in life. It's like, why do you want to get it? Very true. And if people say, if anyone, my customer will tell me like, I want to... I just want to feel more attractive. I want to be attracting more people. I feel uns- insecure. I feel not confident in myself. But then the next question I will say, but I don't think then fitness is just the first step. Let's yeah. just be honest. It's not because it's again what we were just talking about with you, self-love and just loving. Let's start working on the mindset then before we work even on a, a diet or fitness because Again, as we said, body shape, okay, it's very deceiving because in your eyes, even if you lose weight, you, you can will still have the lack of self-worth. Exactly. And that's where toxicity comes from because you will lose more and you'll be like, I don't love myself. So you see this as the biggest toxic trend of I want to look good? So actually, when I was preparing for this, I had three, um, I had three of them. So one was looking good and second one was body positivity. That is pretty... Uh, we will talk about this. And third one was overtraining. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. And now I'm going to go to the first toxic fitness trend. So it's again, doing it only for the looks. And the problem with that is that because most of people or whether they're not going to get it and they're going to get disappointed and mm. they just going to blame it on fitness or they're going to get it and lose it or they're going to get it and create more toxicity in a way because they will push that this body should, our body should look only one or certain way. And that's how I work with my clients is always for me first is why do you want to achieve something? Okay, you want to lose weight. Okay, why? What is the reason? And second is let's look at the lifestyle. Because even though fitness is fitness is amazing. I'm all about you being active. It's all about that. But let's look at the lifestyle because and that's the reason why a lot of people don't get results. They actually do go to the classes they or they do have a coach, but they don't get results. Because, for example, you go to the gym twice a week, but your lifestyle is actually sitting probably 20 hours of so sleeping and, and sitting 20 hours. And then probably you just walk for five minutes and then you sit again. Right. That's never going to change anything. Just one hour in the gym is actually not enough because it's all about the lifestyle. And the third point in here is let's look at your surrounding because community or whatever is around you and other areas of your life are extremely important. They can all support you to be healthier and better or they're going to completely put you down. So those 
that's again, that's even your family. Imagine if you do, if you want to get fit or lose weight because you want to actually play with your kids, you know there is a reason and that reason is actually part of your surrounding that's going to help you. That's right. But if you don't have anyone and you just want to look good, it's to me it's a little bit toxic because you'll still just sit on one place and nothing in your lifestyle or in your surrounding going to support it. Then you'll need external motivation. Exactly, exactly. So looking at why you want to do it, at your lifestyle. And the big part is it's hard to change the whole lifestyle. So for example, if you have a lifestyle where you don't move at all, or you don't have kids, or you don't, ha you don't have actually any motivation to move more, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be actually challenging. And the key is to take small steps. You don't change everything. If you change, if you want to change, it's like New Year resolution. I want to change, or like New Month resolution. You want to change everything straight away. It's you set yourself up for failure. You have to start small steps. It's finding the reasons of why do you want to do it, or looking at the whole. We call it in health coaching circle of life. We look at your f environment, at your cooking at home, at your finances, at your career, your social circles. We look at everything to understand where is it lower, where is it higher, and how it can help you or actually put your goals absolutely down, your purpose down. So looking at all of that is so important. Uh, because it will really change everything. It will change your roadmap. Among all the clients who come to you, what is the percentage of clients who come to you with this toxic trend imprinted in their mind? Is it like 90%? To be honest, I'm very lucky because I think I also believe that you, our energy attracts our tribe. Sure, sure. So for me, it's probably 50% only. Okay. Which is also pretty high, actually. Yeah, it is still high. And it is difficult because, don't get me wrong, I'm all about that. But if my client is not ready mm. to hear it, you cannot tell them You cannot them change anybody. No. So I'm, I'm the biggest believer that I show them my way by doing it. And of course, I will talk, but they need to be ready to hear it. Yes, very true. Unless you can only show the, uh, you know, the donkey the path to the water. Yes. The donkey has to do the drinking to quench the thirst. Yes, yes. It's old, old uh, saying from the Upanishads. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about the second toxic fitness trend. And you said that's toxic positivity. Yes, it's that toxic body positivity. And I think it's very, oh, it's, it's a complicated topic to let's, hear from, let's get into for, it. <laughs> for many. So I'm sure you've seen all these pictures of fitness influencers or uh, lifestyle influencers who now talk about oh, I'm not fit or I am not like, I, I have cellulite, I have body fat and I am happy with my body. So purposely showing their vulnerable side now, yes. which they were not doing before. Exactly. Look, from one side, that's amazing because I wish everyone looks how they want to look. But I feel it's overdone now. But There's this exactly. vulnerability trend, which is also a toxic fitness exactly. trend, which is like, oh, I have to show my vulnerable side. So I'm going to put a picture of myself with no filters, no makeup and, <laughs> you know, really like uh, in shambles <laughs> just to show, oh, I'm also human. But the problem with especially fitness is that they don't explain that this is not healthy mm. because when you start to get overweight, obesity causes the whole range of health issues and health risks. There is so much more chances for you to get heart issues, diabetes, diabetes, even depression. All of that is connected. So this toxic body positivity, uh, I, would you see yourself also as a victim? Not, Say in the past, maybe? Not. I've been not of toxic. I was a victim of uh, 
look like your looks image is everything okay. I, I was more victim of that because okay. there is a big pressure as being a coach to look certain way that's right and no it's the same in the spiritual community yes, sir, and i think we deconstructed the spiritual matrix in um, in the fourth edition of this show uh, with farah where we spoke about how just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you have to dress or look a certain <laughs> yes, way yes yes so the same i think i was because i was going through certain health issues and no one wants to know your issues to some extent they want you to look good and then they want to come to you mm. and that i was a victim for a long time i was it was very stressful it was very stressful because it, it was almost like living two lives yes it was living to and it's difficult because when you actually have certain health conditions that say you might not be able to do fitness at that moment but it doesn't change me as a coach because i've done it before and i know what i'm talking about because That's i'm right. studying it but my image at certain point probably will change because i am also human and i'm going through something but people will look straight away oh issue now you know it is it's very difficult and it's coaches. connected therefore also to then the toxic body positivity yes yes yeah uh, but for me the main condition the main issue with toxic body positivity is okay if you show your body and you're not healthy obviously just say that i am happy with my image but it doesn't say anything about health because now it's encouragement of oh look being obese or overweight is fine or eating unhealthy is also fine but it is not i don't think anyone should ever advertise or if you advertise just say okay fine i'm advertising that you can get overweight but i want to warn you that that will come with health risks mm. for you and also like it affects everyone because you can get depression and then it affects all your family now are you seeing this trend among all influencers or only with fitness influencers i think fitness and lifestyle Oh they slowly shift you know like they were fitness and then there was this new trend and everyone just Everybody's shifted. a coach now. Everyone is a coach and everyone shifts into body positivity. I can't wait for everybody to be meditation <laughs> teachers. <laughs> yeah, it's coming. It's coming soon. It's the next one. <laughs> so for me it's all about okay great let, let's talk about body positivity. Anybody like any type of body is fine. But let's just be clear that eating a lot of sugar, eating a lot of processed foods uh consuming anything that is not natural is not good for your health and i think it's extremely important to say that when you are overweight or for example you gain weight to understand that that's a sign that your body is going through something whether it is maybe even emotional trauma maybe it is your physical something is wrong it's not fine it's there is something beside behind it so don't promote it as a Oh it's it's great to be like that. That's right. So don't let toxic body positivity reach you and make you feel ah oh, it's okay to be overweight, it's okay to be exactly. whatever uh, exactly. obese, it's okay to eat unhealthy. Maybe it works for them, maybe it doesn't. But um, you shouldn't be allowing it to brainwash you or hypnotize Exa- you. That's your exactly. message. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Now it's about that time. The Talk Wellness Hour with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk wellness with Anjan. The third toxic fitness trend uh, is actually overtraining. Mm. So so many people think now that 
oh, I can't miss a workout. I need, or it's just that toxic culture in the gym where it's like, if you don't hurt, it's useless. You have to hurt. You have to almost like push so hard. And why is it toxic? Because it actually forces people to stop listening to their bodies. The whole idea for me about fitness and just being healthier is that you build connection with your body. What this trend actually tells us is stop listening to your body. It's all wrong. Now you just listen to a coach who actually doesn't know what you feel. Mm-hmm. And a big part of any fitness or anything, any health or even stress, any, any self-development program. Yes. Any self-development is that you apply certain stress to the body or to the mind, but there should be a recovery. If you don't have enough recovery, you cannot grow. And it's just so important to understand that you need to recover from whatever you go through. So those trends where they tell you to run every single day or to do workout every single day, it's important to understand one thing. If you're an athlete who've been an athlete for the whole life, yes, of course, because your stress level or threshold is already up here. But if you are a beginner who've never moved in your life, for you, probably walking up and down the stairs is already a stress that you need to recover from. And another big thing that people don't pay attention is that stress, it's not just a physical exercise. Every time when we go to the meeting with the boss, it actually can be stressful. That's right. And I'm talking about nervous system. Like our bodies don't work separately. Our mind separate and our physical body separate. It doesn't work like that. Nervous system is one. It's like now the main stress for most of people is actually driving and having that drive rage <laughs> or going to the meetings or being late. But the body physically experiences as if we had stress running from uh, an enemy danger. And we need recovery from everything, not just from exercise we did in the gym. We need recovery from everything very true and so the cortisol spike and the other exactly. neurochemicals that are created uh, creating this Adrenaline. fight or flight danger syndrome in exactly. your mind and which is why i think meditation comes into play Definitely. where you can find ways to be relaxed during your day so that Definitely. when you actually go and give your body some stress yeah. uh, it's able to have real kind of uh, effect once you have the recovery like you said yes and it's important to understand recovery is everything recovery is sleep how much we sleep, how long we sleep, what quality of sleep we have. Nutrition. It's the nutrition, it's the food that we put in, and it's relaxation. And that relaxation, which you said about meditation, is actually having flexible nervous system. So it's a nervous system that can spike up, so go into that flight or fight mode, run, be really stressed, but then being able to calm down and come to completely relaxed state. Very true, which is why I love yoga as a practice because it activates the parasympathetic nervous system while you're doing movement. Mm, Definitely. And there's also a good part of fitness. People love go to the gym or like run or do CrossFit after stressful day at work because the whole idea of our body when we go into sympathetic nervous system we normally sympathetic nervous system is something that activates movement in our That's body. Right. So we need, we have that urge of movement. But now most of the days we actually don't. And it's extremely stressful. So we build up that adrenaline, we build up the cortisol, we build up the stress, but there is no release. So fitness is an amazing way to do that. But it's important to understand that you need only to push to certain way because Nature doesn't say go and do CrossFit and lift something that is so heavy that you can't lift. True. I I think also one level of looking at this is some people might be, to say it mildly, addicted to the endorphin rush. Yes. 
you know, because they call this a runner's high. Yes, and I ask yes. all my students who get the runner's high saying, what happens when you stop running? Oh, I feel low. Well, isn't yes. that a kind of addiction? Yes, yes, definitely it is. But it's because we don't know how to handle it during the stress. We have the urge to do something, but we don't. Then we go for a run or we go for anything and we finally activate. Have a release. Have a release because we finally move. And then we stop and we feel happy, but we can actually self-regulate during the day without needing to move so much. But still, I truly believe that movement is essential for our well-being, but it doesn't need to be so stressful. So but write that down. One is self-regulation. Two is movement is essential. Yes. And we just broke the third toxic fitness myth, which is overworking. Is that what you called it? Overtraining. Overtraining. Yeah. And do you see this commonly among people? people who are not in the fitness industry also because yes. the fitness industry of course everybody's saying no you got to train you got to train yeah. right oh i feel like everyone thinks that they just need to keep training and and there is a lot of part that comes also mental stress because they feel really guilty if, if, like some of my students they feel guilty if they don't work out but it's not like that if you really feel that you need rest you need rest and consistency is a key but you need to know how far you push yourself through that's really really important. Let's spend a few moments talking about uh, toxic diet trends. Very lovely and it also comes too from nutrition and from uh, supporting your body uh, of that recovery. There are so many. And one of the biggest part that I learned in health coaching is that bioindividuality is the key. That's right. That means that there's yeah, there will be two probably people who have the same bodies are very similar and they can have really good effects on one diet but what is good for you might be completely toxic to me very true and that's again coming back to what i was saying earlier is about listening to your body and not just to someone next to you it's important to listen to what you feel how you feel how does somebody train to do this listening to their body is it by trial and error it is by trial and error and i love simple tools like journaling just so for example i i went through a lot of burnout fatigue and anxiety and panic attacks and only later on i realized that it actually comes from a lot of it comes from what i eat mm-hmm. because we have our gut and a lot of um, neurotransmitters like serotonin or that happiness um, neurotransmitters they all are in our gut they're produced in our gut so as you started journaling you could observe patterns exactly said on the day i ate potato i wasn't feeling exactly. this well exactly. was it potato for you no <laughs> it was gluten it was bread for me bread and coffee okay coffee and bread is like my two things that i love but unfortunately it's understanding that that is not doing well but another thing it's important to this understand that our bodies do change so what works for me today might not work for me tomorrow very true we are never staying in one place we constantly moving and switching so there are different things that will come into place case in point with me spicy food yes. for example i think i'm genetically predisposed to having uh, more spicy food because of my you know um, brown indian genetics <laughs> but yes. honestly i can't eat spicy even a little bit now my yes. diet has become so sattvic yes. uh, the sanskrit word for like simple raw oh, yeah. semi cooked boiled yes. i mean i really can't take any more spice and it really affects my body in ways that i can't imagine Yes. And if you would there is no way if you as you would go to nutritionist and maybe they would tell you oh keto would do really well for you. But yes, maybe it would, but it's just because you actually remove the spice. So it's important to understand that every diet there is a big chance that there will be some good parts of it for you. But it's important to understand why again. So for example, maybe Mediterranean diet also could do well for you because there is no 
spices oh no it. i'm happy with the yogic diet <laughs> but just even for you to know I mean, like, as long as i live in a tropical country there's enough plants <laughs> fruits vegetables and nuts and grams and stuff yes. we'll see if i go to a cold country so your suggestion is find out through trial and error yes. and journaling as to what diet works for you exactly. what else how else can somebody else find out what diet works for them i think a lot is also going back to our roots and that's because we have most probably there is more our gut has microbiome or that bacteria that helps us to break down the food so call your grandma kind of but that's that's true because we were genetically it's not just genetically but we were born and we ate certain foods for such a long period of time that we developed enough of microbiome to be able to digest that type of true. food unless you were a really not a healthy child and you know that actually that never was a good case but if you were healthy and you were lively and you didn't have any problems most probably that diet used to work for you at that moment but then again another way which is really important to understand is that we cannot scan through and we don't know so if someone has actually problems health problems or even they overweight and they struggle to lose weight the best way is to actually see a specialist who can do tests because we can't see through and sometimes if someone really struggles to understand so let's say maybe they journal but they still don't understand what is going on why am i not feeling well why am i not losing weight sometimes you need to go through a health checkup to understand the reality i'm sure you heard of the alternative health system of ayurveda yeah yes. it comes the closest to what you're talking about which is the ability to scan through somebody yes. just by asking them their type of lifestyle which is yes. uh, ayurveda divides it into three doshas or yes. three kind of uh, segments vata pitta kapha you know about yes. this yes. and i would really recommend everybody to try ayurveda it's beautiful i went to chinese uh, doctor recently because i've been trying on myself a lot of different diets to see what works for me and to understand myself and one of them was celery juice so medical medium i don't know if you've heard about yes. him um celery juices his diet so it was like a cleanse for the liver um and lemon water first thing in the morning lemon water first thing in the morning and unfortunately what i noticed I started to feel more and more anxious. My anxiety just and even though that could be a part of oh cleansing happening. But that was happening for way too long and I was not feeling any better for a while. So I get more bloating and it it was really actually really bad. So I went to Chinese medicine doctor just because I do believe more in eastern eastern tradition most, wisdom wisdom exactly. traditions exactly that's wisdom it's not just a trend <laughs> and he looked at me obviously it's tongue checks the pulse he's like you have very weak digestion so for you eating raw makes it way worse mm. you cannot digest raw at this moment you need to eat only cooked food so obviously all what i was eating was shifting into the raw side and If you listen to another a lot of diets they say oh you start eating raw you will heal anything you have you will heal. Yes, it will work for someone, but it didn't work for me and a lot of people can face the same they they might you might not be able to digest the raw food because we don't have enough microbiome or those bacteria inside our stomach that can help to digest that. And when I shifted into his diet what he advised me I felt amazing. So all what he told me is eat meat every single day, which I was like, "Oh my god, that's exactly what I was trying to avoid." And it cooked food. And that was the best for me at that moment. So if you're taking notes, write this down in big bold letters, <laughs> bio individuality. Exactly. Talk wellness with Anjan. 
This episode is powered by Soma Vedic, designed to keep your body in a natural environment, boosting regeneration and self-healing. Book a free consultation. Email info at prc-tec.com and visit somavedic.ae. Talk Wellness with Anjan. And another toxic fitness trend that I wanted to talk about today is calories in, calories out. Mm. So again, it comes from what we were just talking about by individuality. But calories in, calories out, first of all, can be, it can be good. Don't get me wrong. I think every trend has something good in it. That's right. Until it becomes out of balance and over-exaggerated into that. So calories in, calories out can help people a little bit to see what they're consuming in terms of that the food that they eat is a medicine in a way. It is a fuel that give us power or give us obesity and overweight conditions but it's important to understand it's not just that simple it's not just calories in calories out because if you again coming back to bioindividuality if i cannot digest gluten or bread or any other type of nutrients or any type of nutrients when i ingest it i get inflamed so my gut just refuses, it cannot digest it properly. You're so right, because people are just counting calories in, calories out, and they're forgetting that sometimes they don't get the nutrients like vitamin D or vitamin exactly. C. Exactly, exactly. Or proteins. Or proteins. Or maybe they're getting it in, but they cannot digest absorb it. it, digest it, because they consume something else that stops it from actually being absorbed. So, for example, if I actually have intolerance, whatever it is, even if I dig- take something else like vitamin C and other good food, I'm already inflamed. There's inflammation going on in my gut. So how it's going to affect you? You're going to look bloated. Your whole body starts to react. And if you don't take care properly of this condition, your gut lining can be slightly damaged. And then you can get autoimmune conditions because I truly believe that most of autoimmune conditions come from the gut. And healing the gut is the first step. But we don't talk now about oh, let's make your gut healthy. Let's figure out what is the best for you. We talk about calories in, calories out. But that basically can mean you can eat burger that has meat that has antibiotics in it and God knows how old that meat is. Bread that they added sugar, but we don't know as well. Sauces that God knows how did they make them and all the chemicals within that. All of that, we don't pay attention. Or even vegetables that we buy, whether there was some sprays with pesticides that actually can affect your gut on a big, big, massive level. So the myth we want to break there is don't just look at calories in, calories out. Instead, look at nutritional values. Exactly. And look at not just nutrition values, but how it affects personally you. Amazing. Thank you for bursting all those myths and for, you know, showcasing those toxic fitness trends that are there in the industry today. You're most welcome. These are a few questions I ask all my guests. Okay. Yes, of so, what is the worst advice you've ever got? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's right on the spot. <laughs> the worst advice I've ever got. Um, I guess just follow what everyone else is do- doing. Okay. And the just, best just, advice? Just, the best advice. Just listen to your gut. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> what are the best resources that have helped you along your way? through your transformation? Um, Resources in terms of like, for example... What about people, podcasts, movies, books? Okay, 
Um, I think a lot of it's the best. Honestly, IAN Health Coaching certification that I did was incredible because they brought all different specialists and the whole course is not one person talking. It's a lot of specialists who bring it in. Um, I love podcasts. Um, I do love podcasts. There is a lot of uh, that, that part. But even bigger is community and people around. Beautiful. Uh, can you name three people who have been most influential for you, for your growth? My grandfather. That's one. Um, my friends and my ex-partner. <laughs> what do you wish you had known 10 years ago? Oh, I wish I knew how to set the correct boundaries, the right boundaries, and how to, how to not to be afraid to express what I really want. Beautiful, beautiful. For your great-grandchildren, is there any wisdom you'd like to pass on? Hmm. I would just tell them to listen to their bodies, just to build that mind-body connection. I call this daily routines. Name something that you do every single day without fail. Meditation. Actually, sorry. Before I start meditation, I have a warm water with glutamine that helps me to uh, repair my gut lining. Then I meditate and then I journal. Beautiful. I call this pursuit of relaxation. What are your thoughts on happiness? I think happiness is not a destination. It's how we live and how we choose to live. And I think happiness can be literally there for us all the time. It's within us. It's just our choice in a way. Beautiful. I call this stress buster. Name five ways or tips that you have to get rid of stress. Hmm. Number one, breathe. <laughs> and when you breathe, just try to slow it down. So stop hyperventilating. Number two. Uh, so LSD basically, long, soft, deep. Yes. Number two is look at the horizon. So I don't know if you knew about it. When we look at one spot, we actually activate our sympathetic nervous system. And when we look at the horizons, we go into parasympathetic. So just looking at any horizon out of your window. That's why sunsets are so powerful. Exactly. Exactly. It really calms down everyone. Um, number three, uh, grounding, walking barefoot because we build connection to the earth and we always are part of earth. So grounding is extremely important too. Even when I'm doing the show. I know. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> number four is eat healthy. And that definitely going to help. And number five is have a hug, have a connection to people around you. Beautiful. I call this shipwreck. If you had to be shipwrecked on a deserted island and you had everything like food, clothing, water, shelter, what are the two things you'd like to carry with you? A book and a pen to write down. Okay, so empty book. Empty book. Yes. Okay. I call this wear Anjan's footwear. If you could step into my footwear, what would you have asked yourself that I did not ask you? Oh, you have amazing questions. <laughs> um... I basically asked you everything. I know. Maybe about <laughs> the childhood or like inner child things. Or <laughs> okay. Tell me about your childhood and your thoughts on this inner child thing that all psychologists nowadays are talking about. <laughs> I think it's really important though. Like I really think all our relationship effect are affected by it. Um, my childhood was happy, but also I was overprotected. And I my family I didn't see them as a happy couple and that had a massive impact on me in terms of people pleasing in terms of being afraid to say my own opinions or even building my own relationships I think that's a really um, 
going out of that and realizing it and rebuilding it into a healthier patterns is extremely important for everyone. Beautiful. Now, if before we let you go, if you had a motto or a quote that you've written down somewhere that you usually look at every day or something, and you want to share that with everybody listening, um, I think it was it's just a question for me that I ask myself uh, now every day: is if the most craziest, amazing thing could happen to you today, what would it be? Wow! Just write it down. You will be surprised. But when you keep on thinking of that, things start to happen. What was today's answer? Uh, today was just about my health. Today was just feeling better in my own health. But I had things when I s- said to myself, I want to teach a retreat, and I got a call the same day offering me that. Beautiful. <laughs> so before you go, any final words for everybody listening? Um, I just hope everyone can can have an active and healthy lifestyle. Just listen to your body. Just do what makes you happy, but listen to your body. Thank you so much for being with us on Talk Wellness. Thank you so much, Anjan. And for showing some light on the toxic fitness trends that sometimes we take for granted. We even forget they're actually not so helpful for us. Thank you so much. Thank you for everyone listening. Wellness is more than just physical health. It's your total well-being. Find out how to have a healthy, balanced life. Have a healthy body through exercise, nutrition, and engage the world through learning, problem-solving, and creativity. Talk Wellness with Anjan. This episode is powered by Soma Vedic. Soma Vedic brings the positive elements of nature to your home. You no longer have to wait to go to nature to escape the ill effects of electrosmog and to recharge. Soma Vedic is equipped with precious stones that use their energy to enhance your sleep quality. It also helps to restructure water molecules which can reduce the amount of free radicals in your body. Book a free consultation for your home with our experts. Email to info at prc-tec.com. Visit somavedic.ae. Somavedic. Feel better. Live better. Talk Wellness with Anjan. I want to take a moment to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode. And I'd like to remind you that the perspectives that we shared on this show are of my guest and myself only. And you should evaluate if it works for you before making it yours. Always consult your own doctor, therapist and healer before you make any drastic life changes. And we would love it if you could share this podcast link with your friends, your family, your circles and talk about it. That's why we call this series Talk Wellness. We need your support to get the conversation around well-being, to be a more prominent one. I would love to connect with you across social media. Look for Meditate with Anjan on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. And also, please leave a review. This will help us grow. Our next episode is episode 28 featuring mindset coach and psychologist Jack Hayworth. And we are going to be diving into the Gen Z mental health epidemic. Thank you once again for your listening and for your love. Stay relaxed. Namaste.